Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. And, and we're here for another podcast. Oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Are we? Are, what, I, what are, are we, we going to talk at the... Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this, yeah. this is... Gonna... Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> this is part two of unsolicited advice. Yes. If you remember, if you listened to part one, if you didn't, make sure you check it out. But Kevin Kelly, who is an editor with Wired Magazine, put together a uh, blog post on some great advice he's received over his lifetime. And in celebration of his 68th birthday, he shared 68 bits of unsolicited advice. We're not covering them all in our uh, our episodes, but we are going through quite a few of them and just using them for for a base of discussion, I guess, and talking yeah. about whether or not we actually agree with them. If you listened to the previous podcast, there was some pretty lively discussion about some of these uh, some of these things that he came up with. So let's jump right back into it. Let's do it. Let's jump right back in. The first one I have. Yeah. Trust me, there is no them. There is no. It sounds like. Uh, it sounds like. What's his name from House of Cards? <laughs> well, you said that. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey's character. Anyway. Uh. Well, you know. We often say that, right? We blame it on them, 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 them. Everybody yeah, but us. It's true. It's so true. There is, you know, that's often. Who are they? Who is it that? Yeah. says this or gives that piece of advice or yeah so so basically that one is just we saying are take take ownership for your mistakes and well, you know issues in your life the next bit of advice is the more you are interested in others the more interesting they find you to be interesting be interested mm, that's true yeah i know some people really pay attention when you are listening in, acutely to what they're saying what they're trying to tell you yeah uh, definitely i mean i've had conversations with people before and you really could sense that they were not not into it not not taking in didn't really care what you were saying they were just really going through the you know motions of a of a conversation or what were you just saying though (laughs) 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 yeah i'm trying to be all meta and I'm, but I mean, that's a particularly difficult if you are having a conversation with somebody and you're really, you know, trying to have, get to know someone, maybe being vulnerable, revealing some things about yourself and you, you don't get that sense that they're even interested in what you're saying. So that's I pretty frustrating that. when you're having a conversation and it's a one-sided conversation. You can tell when people, when you're talking to somebody and they're really just not listening to what you're saying. They're not interested and they're not listening. They're just zoned right out. Yes. People do that all the time, actually, that I've noticed with their phones. Like a friend of mine, like when I try to, sometimes when I try to talk to him at work, I don't know who this friend is, but... (laughs) Well, we'll see if he listens to this podcast. (laughs) He never, he doesn't even know I do a podcast. (laughs) And I've told him a thousand times, that's the thing, he doesn't listen. (laughs) But uh, anyway, yeah, like just, you know, people just, oh, what was that? What You finished saying this whole, like two or three sentences, like, hey, did you see what Trump did today? Blah, 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 blah. And then they're looking at their phone and it's like... What, what did you say? What? What? And I don't even really want to repeat myself half the time. Yeah, so I can see how conversation is very much a two-way game. And, it truly is. And to be 
We've lost a lot of that. Should be interested. We've people lost will... a lot of that as people. I feel since technology has stepped in. I know you can go back and say, "Oh yeah," but you can blame that on the telephone. And before that, "Oh yeah," you can blame that on Morse code. But you know, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Are people blaming things on Morse code? <laughs> they really are, honey. It's a, it's a epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> people used to talk, and now they're just. Yeah. Interesting. Translate that, loyal listeners. You went with the beeps, and I went with the. Oh yeah, true. I don't know what that says about a personality. Next bit of advice. Says you're wrong, and I'm right. Next bit of advice is to optimize your generosity. No one on their deathbed has ever regretted giving too much away. Well, yeah, I guess if you're on your deathbed and you have like two you know trillion dollar mansions you're just gonna you're gonna unless your kids are like you're on your deathbed because we poisoned you because you gave away all our inheritance which happens (laughs) that happens so that person would regret having given too much away that's true but no i think that the spirit of that advice is very much true that you know giving and oftentimes i've heard you know if you give if you give back give away Mm. you know or give to charity it'll come back to you Two yeah. or threefold. That also exemplifies the fact that, you know, uh, you know, worldly possessions are not actual things. They are like the people who are close to you, family, love, all that, you know, stuff you can't buy. Speaking of things coming back to you, so I was walking up the middle of the street mm. on my way to work a couple of days ago, and... Jeff knows this story, but I'll... I'll pretend I don't. Okay. Okay. What happened when you were walking up? <laughs> yeah, the act side? interested. Yeah. Oh, you were walking. You're well, walking because I don't street. walk on the side... We, we live uptown, and the sidewalk can be quite yeah. busy, so I tend to stick toward the median in the in the center. Staying of, away from the people. <laughs> in the grass median. So I'm walking, and I glance down, and there's a $20 bill. It's just folded and sitting in the street, just kind of fluttering in the wind. Yeah. What are you going to do with this? Are you going to have a special place for this $20 bill? Well, it has a special place at the moment. So what happened was it was a little breezy. So I knew it was going to blow away quite quickly if I didn't. I stepped on it. But then I sort of looked around because I thought, did somebody just drop this? But I didn't yeah. really see anybody. And I, it's not, a, you know, and with everything going on with the pandemic, I can't really run around and run up yeah. to people. And ask them if they if they dropped it. Exactly. You know, so I glanced it's... around and I didn't see anybody who looked like they had dropped it, and mm-hmm. there really wasn't even anyone in the immediate vicinity. But then I was standing there like, is this a test? Is this twenty dollar this... bill riddled with COVID? Uh... And if I pick it up out of greed, am I going to be then infected? This is wow. these are the thoughts that went through my mind. Well, that's just the and way. And I think, thought, though. you know what? I get hand sanitizer in my pocket, so. I picked up the $20 bill and I put it in a little used pocket of my backpack and mm-hmm. it is still there in quarantine for a few days to until anything that was on it dies and I used some hand sanitizer and I went on with my day. Is it a dollars richer bill or is it No, like it's a, a new one, nice crispy newish, one. Yeah, nice crispy. Wow. Like it was it was folded but it wasn't even creased, it was just, you know, kind of It's kind of wisping in the wind. Wisping in the wind. Like when was the last time you found money besides that moment? Oh, aside from like a a nickel or a yeah. dime that I just sort of left it there. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty, I mean, yeah. well, uptown I don't pick it up because I figure there's somebody else who would need it more than I do. Isn't it kind of strange though that you can't, you don't really find pennies anymore. They're, they're just, they just went away. Yeah, that's they're true. They're hiding. But even the silver money, I don't, I mean, I, I just find that because we do live in a city that there are people who are, you know, less fortunate than we are. I just, well, I just leave it there because I figure somebody You know what you should do with that $20 bill? 
is you should give it to someone who needs it more than you do. But the thing is, I can't even walk up to somebody to give it to you them. You can put it down on the ground and say, this is for you, and then walk away, and they go over and pick it up. I know, but what if I am asymptomatic, and I then just given a, somebody a, the virus? Well, I would say... Maybe I put some gloves on. Yeah. Like, let's just go through this. How could you do that? How could you give a $20 bill to someone who really needs it on the street? We'll figure it out. But Without, for now, let's get Okay. We could do the whole podcast about that, couldn't we? I know people would love to hear that. You know, though, I should. Because the $20 bill yeah. is not mine. It wasn't meant for you. It I was... mean, you found it. So it is meant for you that way. But it's not meant for you to spend. No. Yeah. So that's a good idea. Okay. I will give an update on our next episode of what I've done with that $20 bill. Yeah. In a non-COVID transmitted fashion. Yeah. Okay. To make something good, just do it. To make something great, just redo it, redo it, redo it. The secret to making fine things is in remaking them. Oh, that is so true, especially when it comes to writing. The whole idea of writing really well is to re-edit, re-edit, re-edit your, your thoughts and your words and, you know, into something really concise rather than something that's just rattled off. Although, Jack Kerouac, that was one of the beat writers, had this school of thought called the spontaneous, you know, he believed in writing in a spontaneous fashion. Like sort of a stream of consciousness? Yes, yeah, stream of consciousness. And the first thought is the, is the correct thought, is the whole philosophy behind that. And it's, it's, I find, I find both really interesting schools of thought, I'll just say. Well, I think it's important to use that stream of consciousness concept to get your thoughts initially down mm-hmm. on paper, yeah. but then refining it. Uh, it depends. I guess sometimes the raw is good. Well, but I know, I know there are certain writing exercises where you're supposed to basically unclog your thoughts by just writing whatever comes to your mind. Until until the real meat and potatoes comes out in the in the words, in order to like you know get to the the uh, crux of what it is you're trying to say, you have to like unclog all these drains to get there. You know what I mean? And so there's another idea of re-editing and stuff. You know? All but right. So we agree. That's a good one. That is a good one. The golden rule will never fail you. It is the foundation. It is the foundation of all other virtues. Yeah. Do unto others as yes. you would like un- done unto you or something like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That, I mean, that is one that it's I think true. we learn as kids. And we, I can't think of a time. Well, there might be a time. That's why this. I'm trying to think, I was trying to think of an exception to every rule. But but no, I think that that definitely is a foundation for all of the virtues. In the current like racial climate of the United States and stuff that's happening right now. like That's what I don't understand. I don't understand why... People can't just be good to one another like you would want to be, you know, you want to be treated. Like, I just don't, I mean, it's not just the United States, it's Canada, it's everywhere. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's beyond me. It's, it's actually really been on, on my mind a lot. Like, I've been thinking about it. Like, what is it that, like, causes people to do these kinds of things? I know we're getting off on topic, but, like, it's Well, just... no, and I mean, that's the whole part of talking about these little bits mm. of advice is to, you know, is to mm-hmm. contemplate them and... and a deeper meaning. What would and happen I don't if know. we all followed that that advice? Like, what would happen? What would happen to our society? Or, but there or... is a balance in nature, always, isn't there? There, and people are products of their environment. So yeah. who's to say that if we were brought up in a similar environment, that we wouldn't do a certain thing that, you know? Yeah, that has 
been done before. Or whatever, right. right? Yeah. Whereas we're, you know, I can... Um, There's those old psychological experiments where, like, you know, you a regular person would give somebody a electric shock that would actually kill them. Do you remember that? Do you remember seeing that? Yes. I, yeah, okay. I was just I'm Right, but it like, would be fake. But they it would, would be think, fake, but they would think that they would actually, if you press that button, you, you could kill this person. Well, that reminds me, there's a story of, it's a, it, there's a, a woman and she's training to be in the FBI. Right. And they tell her, you know, as part of your training, you have to, you have to go in and there's, uh, there's a man in the room and you have to shoot him. That's the direct order, and that's part of. Sounds what, like Silence of the Lambs. I know it does, right? Yeah. And and she goes in, and she she just realizes like, it's her husband in the room. Ooh, I've never right? heard of this experiment. They're really pushing no? it. Well, I know, and so and um, and there's there. a gun on the table, and she has to make the decision. Right. And and uh, and they're you know so it's it's they hear a lot of banging going on in there and they don't know what's going on what the commotion is and then she comes back out and they're like well, what happened and she said well you know it was really hard she said I, I went to shoot him but somebody put blanks in the gun so I had to beat him to death with a chair Whoa, <laughs> it's a joke I did not see that coming at all no, no am I, I didn't be, am I getting better at my joke delivery well that was pretty good it was dark of a joke for you <laughs> i never heard you say such That's dark a... jokes but i mean uh, i'm a horrible joke teller so you I... got me so. okay well i was no that was it was good it was just such a good lead in i couldn't not was, tell it was the a joke good lead in it was a natural fit yeah. for see what these these words of advice are doing for us oh my goodness <laughs> Beats him with so she got into the fbi and in jail no anyways yeah completely a joke Hello, Clarice. she did not really beat her husband to death with a chair because she does not exist she is them there is no them so the next bit of advice if you're looking for something in your house and you finally find it when you're done with it don't put it back where you found it put it back where you first looked for it yeah i wish i did that with my keys (laughs) you know (laughs) it's so funny i lose my keys all the time but they're never actually lost Uh, they're all in one of four different places and I always find them. So they're never really lost. Why not just have a key place? I have a key place. Yeah, I have a key place now. You put like a piece of Tupperware in the hallway that I throw all of everything in now. Yes. But look, here's my keys right so here. So if you want to come rob us, all our keys. And are... I'm, I'm not anywhere near the Tupperware right now. <laughs> I know. I know. And they're supposed to be sanitized because your keys are... Right, right. That's right. why the Tupperware is there so they can be covid sanitized covid free but it makes sense though if you are looking for something you naturally go to the place that's most intuitive to keep that item so why not put it back there and the Mm. next time you'll find it straight away yeah all right what number oh we're not numbered no we're not numbered we're just flying by the seat of our pants i didn't want the stress of numbers i have to say that this this whole i this concept with this list or this these these words of advice are really great, like for conversation starters and stuff. So yeah, not that you and get, I have a shortage of things to say no, at any point. No, but. but like you know, if you're yeah. trying to get to know your significant other and you just met or whatever, ask ask these questions to one another, and you know, or if you've known somebody for years and have never really spoken to one another, then start with this. I always love this stuff. It's just it's like quotes. Mm. I love great you quotes, do love quotes, like quotable quotes, and I love great life advice that you Speaking can pass which, along to your kids or. If you want to see, if you want to read some really wonderful quotes, head to our Instagram page because Amy is just 
Oh, I love the quote queen. I love taking taking beautiful photography. Yeah. Sometimes it's shots that you know that we've taken, or other times I'll make sure it's you know a zero Creative Commons so that I'm not infringing any copyright. But then I'll pair it with a with a great quote and make a little meme out of it and yeah. post it. I just I just love quotes. They yeah you do. They're so inspiring. They say so much with so little. Yeah. When it kind of goes back to that bit of advice about re- redoing something, redoing it. Yeah. I would think with quotes that's often done because they are so concise. Oh, yeah, and pre- absolutely. And, and precise in, in, in the message. Well, every word means something, right? Just like really great poetry is the same kind of, I feel, is, feel, is created the same way. Uh, the next one, saving money and investing money are both good habits. Small amounts of money invested regularly for decades without deliberation is one path to wealth. Well, this is something that I remember learning early yeah, on, that me too. the power of compound interest. Yes, I remember I was actually this. trying to explain it to Hux. I think even people who don't take a lot of, uh, our, our son, to our son Huxley, um, I know you know who Hux is, but I was just in case. Well, yeah. In case we had a new listener who didn't know who Hux, Hux was. Hux who? Hux who? What? <laughs> but I think even people who haven't done a lot in terms of uh, educating themselves on investing, I think one of the fundamental things that we all learn is the power of compound interest and starting to invest early. So I think that's a great piece of advice. Well, you know, it's funny. The very first time I ever like met with a bank, you know, manager or whatever about opening up a, an account, that's th- th- they had this really great delivery where it was like do you realize if you put in twenty dollars from your check at pizza hut every single check by the time you're 60 you'll be a millionaire so you, and I, no no and i and i was like wow really and then i just didn't do it so <laughs> that's <laughs> i mean I, i'm not probably the only one out there so you're the, the difference between you like my my first full-time job it's the and I remember you know it, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a big salary my first full well I had I worked since I was fifteen but my first full time job at a university when I guess officially started my career yeah I straight away went and started investing yeah. I didn't even have a credit card even, and I remember I it was it wasn't twenty dollars but it was I think it was twenty five dollars yeah. a paycheck a very small amount and thinking that uh, you know and that for me at that time was a lot of money it was yeah. a big portion of what I was making but. Um, yeah, it's anyway. an interesting. It's a, it's a. But it's I a remember good that 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 messaging around compound interest. Yeah. So now I'm a billionaire, honey. That's my announcement. Oh, you never even. I don't even know this. You're just telling me now. <laughs> yes. Wow. All right. Uh, I I really like this one. To make mistakes is human. To own your mistakes is divine. Yeah. Nothing elevates a person higher than quickly admitting and taking personal responsibility for the mistakes you make and then fixing them fairly. If you mess up, fess up. It's astounding how powerful this ownership is. It really is. When you make a mistake, you just say, look, I, I screwed up. I'm, I'm sorry. And, you know, I'll, you know. And as long as you're not repeating the same mistake over and over again and your, your apology or your admission or your recognition is sincere yeah, and genuine, I think... It's it's difficult for people to then you know you can't just say or, sorry about that It'll never or again. you know berate you for that mistake because you're acknowledging it yourself. Everybody and makes mistakes. I you know I think that I very readily admit more so now than I did it in my younger years. Yeah. You know uh, I think but you I've, can't you can't use the example like what Jax does on Vanderpump Rules where he's like I'm just having a bad day. Yeah, and like every day. You're having a bad life, pal. 
Like, you know, every every decision you make is horrible. That jacks. Anyway, I'm just saying, you got to you got to sincerely like, uh, you know, fess up to making a mistake. We all have problems with that, but I mean, when you get a handle on it, it makes your life a lot easier, doesn't it? Well, it does, and I think people most people know when you've made a mistake, so what's the point in even hiding it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless you can really hide it really, really well. That's right. Yeah. In an offshore account. Right. Like your million or billion So that dollars. it builds compound interest. <laughs> Never get involved in a land war in Asia. I love this. I love this one thrown in there randomly because it's, it's a, also a quote from The Princess Bride. Is it? Okay. Yes. Explain to me. I know. I, I think I saw The Princess Bride for the first time because you made me watch it. I actually don't even know the background behind that oh, okay. and where that comes or whether or whether that is actually just yeah. him pulling that quote. I don't know. I mean, Asia and perhaps it's very difficult to monitor your borders in Asia. Mm. I don't really know a lot about strategic <laughs> military strategy in war. So it would be pure speculation. Um, I just think it should just stop at never get involved in a land war. Anywhere. Anywhere. Just how about never get involved in a war? If you're going to have a war, go to sea. <laughs> All right. Or the air. <laughs> you can or obsess space. about serving your customers, audience, clients, or you can obsess about beating the competition. Both work, but of the two, obsessing about your customers will take you further. And that's right. true. I think Happy most customers will keep coming back. Those are the companies you remember, right? The ones that focus on customer yep. satisfaction they and that will make back. you successful. And you have a successful business, right? You have a, yeah, I absolutely agree. A case in point, a lot of local businesses here in St. John pivoted when COVID-19 hit and they kept their customers. They kept their customers and their customers are, are going to keep coming back when things flatten, when the well, that's right, and they Curve didn't flattens. rush to reopen and before they ensured that they had everything that was yeah. in place to keep their customers safe like and, the their, art warehouse. and their employees they, safe. They came up with the idea that you know gift certificates and like you know coupons and stuff for after it's all over, you could go in and and use it at their business, and it works. It worked great. Yeah, and, and I think that's still a great way to support a lot of businesses yeah. that are are in the process of reopening. So. If you are looking to, uh, you know, job there for help, sure. help your local businesses along, mm -hmm. look into look into the many options, the creative options that are out there, because there there are a lot of ways to, you know, mm -hmm. keep keep help people uh, keep afloat during this Absolutely. hard time. Absolutely. Um, this next one, I'm not 100 percent sure. I I agree with. Show up, keep showing up. Somebody successful said, 99 percent of success is just showing up. I don't know if I agree with that because. Yeah, like, I know. I there are people who just show up for their jobs, and then what was the line you always said when if, you, if there's time to lean, there's time to clean. Time to lean, time to clean. Yeah, <laughs> you're just showing up and leaning. I don't yeah, know if that's going to lead to very, a 99 percent success. Very good right analogy <laughs> because not everybody, not everybody is into their job, and not everybody has a good work ethic. I know you have a wonderful work ethic that I have learned from. Actually, I've learned that from you. I mean, I always 
I knew that it was important to have a work ethic, and I have one, but mine is stronger, thanks to you, is what I Oh, guess. really? Oh, for sure. That's a nice compliment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the compliments are coming again in part two of yeah. this Oh, compliments this episode. everywhere. I'll take but it. It's, uh, it's important, because you know what? That's being noticed when you don't even realize it. Well, I think it's one of the important things about having a great work ethic is... Your kids notice it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the benefits that, you know, during this time, I've spent some time um, work, working from my home and as, in combination with working from the office. So, but during the time at home, our son actually gets to see me work and has a, better, has a better understanding of right. what I do and understands the importance of, yeah. you know, being, having to concentrate on your work. And, and uh, yeah, so I think that that's sort of an added benefit that we're teaching our kids something that. They would not otherwise have seen. They're seeing our yeah. strong work ethic during this difficult difficult time where a lot of times they just see us go out the door off to some, you know, mm-hmm. faraway <laughs> workplace that they it's a may fundamental never, thing never for a human on. being to learn. And the earliest earliest that they learn it, the better, you know. So when we don't have time to homeschool them because we're all <laughs> trying to do full time <laughs> jobs while we uh yeah. you know, also are are homeschooling. Um Hopefully they're learning a little bit from us just by watching oh, our yeah. work ethic. That's what I like to tell myself when the mum guilt. Really though, in. it doesn't matter what they learn. All we have to do is show up, honey. <laughs> yeah, just keep showing up. Just show up. All right. Um, if you are not falling down occasionally, you are just coasting. Yeah, I think you need the the hard knocks to learn the ropes of life. Well, I think it's, you know, you need to take some risks, right? And with mm-hmm. risks, there are times when you'll have some some failures. and what? Some of the most successful business business people of the world completely failed. Well, probably almost most of them. got themselves back up, right? And you just need to can. get up one more time, then you fell down yeah. and you've succeeded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, perhaps the most counterintuitive truth of the universe is that the more you give to others, the more you'll get. <laughs> understanding this is the beginning of wisdom. And that's funny because we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, we were. It is true. When you do give, you get back. You do. You do, you do. Uh, I feel like if you are complimentary uh, to someone, like say if someone's an artist and you're like, you're a wonderful artist, if you happen to draw a picture at some point, like they remember that and they say, hey, Good job, you know, and all that is cyclical, I find, you know. Friends are better than (laughs) money. Almost anything money can do, friends can do better. In so many ways, a friend with a boat is better than owning a boat. (laughs) Or a truck, right? Because a lot of people... (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah, a lot of people... That's an interesting one. I think that's kind of... It's a... it's a little cheeky, isn't it? I mean, it is a little cheeky. If you do have a, if you do have, a, yeah, nobody wants to be the friend who is the friend who has a truck because then you're just moving everybody and moving yeah. all of their. If things. you're a nice guy, if you're, if well, you're maybe, a jerk, yeah, you'd I be suppose. like, yeah, I got the truck. You don't, me, me, me. You know, <laughs> I feel like, like that. that happened more like when we were in our twenties and people were always moving from apartments and different houses, and yeah, that's, that's when I think the friends with the trucks really. That's not happening as much, eh? No, I think now people have, you know, Mm. now you're renting a U-Haul. Okay. This is true. So says Kevin Kelly. (laughs) It's hard to cheat an honest man. It's hard to cheat an honest... Yeah, yeah. You're right. 
But what does that mean? The, does that mean it's it's actually technically hard to cheat an honest man, or does it mean that if you're trying to cheat somebody who's honest, you'll be so guilt ridden that it's just ethical. a it's a difficult thing to carry out. That's an ethical conundrum there. I think it is. I mean, happening. it's it's it, to me, it's hard if somebody puts their trust in you. Yeah. To betray that trust is kind of don't come pretty, back from that, do you? No. And and so it's it's a real. It's a big decision to make, but also, you know, peop, you know, if someone's really honest, it's hard to really portray their trust because they're a good person. It's hard to do things like that to a good person, it's, you know, from person to person. But I, I like a corporation or something that's faceless can do it no problem, you know. So <laughs> this next one is a little bit, a little bit similar to one of the ones that we discussed, but. Separate the processes of creation from improving. You can't write and edit, or sculpt and polish, or make and analyze at the same time. If you do, the editor stops the creator. While you invent, don't select. While you sketch, don't inspect. While you write the first draft, don't reflect. At the start, the creator mind must be unleashed from judgment. I don't know about that one at all. Well, really, because I feel like it fits quite similarly to when we were talking about writing earlier, where you initially just get your thoughts on paper without judgment. You basically unload. That's just just another process to the means, though, to me. Like, if you're drawing a picture and you're not reflecting on what you're drawing, a large large part of the heart of your drawing will be gone. If you're just throwing something out there on paper until you're done, that's not right, you know? Hmm. That's my feelings. I don't know. I and I, I I think of writing. I often would. I do a lot of thinking before I put pen to paper when I'm writing something, whether it's for work or or for mm. you know just personal journaling or whatever. So I tend to want to get it close to the finished product at the beginning, and that's yeah. more of an efficiency thing, but maybe not the best from an artistic perspective. It's whatever works for you, really. Well, that looks like the end of part two for us. Yeah. Because we're coming up on 29 minutes. I still got a whole lot of this stuff to go through, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I think we need to have a part three. So let's do it up. Let's do it up. We'll see you next podcast, everybody. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till next time. time.